Hello and welcome to Remotely Working, the podcast where we discuss productivity, intentional living, health, and leadership for remote workers with the goal of helping you integrate your life and work well. My name is Justin DeRose, your host and the founder of Effective Remote Work. Today we're joined by Matias Hernandez, a software developer from Chile, who also hosts a remote work podcast in the Spanish language. Matias, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, yeah, sure. Thank you, Justin, for having me. I'm very excited to be part of this uh, podcast. Uh, well, I'm Matias Hernandez. I'm a Chilean software engineer uh, working as a contractor for U2I. I've been working remotely for almost eight years, I think, right now, and trying to enjoy this weird uh, way to work. I, as I mentioned, I started several years ago. And at that point, it was really weird in my country to do this. I still live in a small city, enjoying that. And yeah, that's kind of a summary of, of what I'm doing. That's awesome. You know, I, that's something common that I am seeing with people who work remotely is that they work in and they live in small towns. Because I, I mean, the town that I live in is maybe 15,000 people, 30,000 in the surrounding area. There's no major tech opportunities or anything like that around here. So being able to work remotely is a huge benefit for me. Can you tell us a little bit how you got started in remote work, especially working in a small town? Yeah, I started as soon as I end my bachelor with a startup. Some of my cool partners started a startup there. And so I started in, start in a very nice ambient of work and a very nice place. But the startup soon stopped because, you know, startup in a small town and doing computer vision. So <laughs> that was a really a dream. So I moved to um, another office that was an outsourcing company. And I was really annoyed by the way they doing things. Uh, so I started to look out there. And most of my uh, learning source was from uh, uh, social network, Twitter, and other forums. And I was reading a lot that people that was doing the same thing as me was working remotely, uh, that was possible. So I started to look, and my first job as a remote worker was with another startup in the capital city here in Chile, Santiago. That's three hours um, at the north of my city. Uh, that was another startup. They was looking for uh, someone to build everything. They give me gave me the um, position of CTO. Basically, I was the only engineer, so I was my own boss. <laughs> That's nice. And yeah. It started, it started work. And I started there and I just leave my office work. I leave the commute out there of my life and set up a desk in my home in a little space there and I start working remotely and, and, and never stop since there. I, every opportunity that I receive or read, I, the first thing I ask is, is this a remote opportunity? Can I still working in my home? If it's not, I just don't take it. I, I, I don't imagine myself going back to an office. And I don't, I don't know, that's one of the reasons. Uh, first was the opportunity to grow because in the company I was, there's not too much growth opportunity in terms of income and also in terms of professional learning. And also the opportunity to not to think about moving to another city. I really hate uh, the capital city where everything is happening about tech world. I don't want to live there. And also, it's a very expensive city, so and not a place to rise 
your family. I was gonna say yeah, it must that having to move to a big city for a job must uh, complicate things a little bit for raising kids, which you have a couple of kids. Is that right? Yeah, I have two little kids. The younger one is a little girl of almost two years, and the older one is a boy. We of have almost five years now. Okay, so very similar ages to my kids. I have uh, I have three kids. I have one who's uh, about four and a half years old, one who's about two and a half years old, and then I have a seven-month-old baby at home. So it's very busy, but I totally get like having to manage kids while you're working remotely. Plus, like if you're having to think about, oh gosh, you know, like thinking of traditional jobs where I've got to move to this big city it's potentially far away from family too um if you have family nearby family is a huge help if you have kids uh nearby unfortunately we don't have family where we live um but we just love our community yeah same same for me same for me my my family is in other places around the country so we're around alone but think about this uh i never thought that this situation of the health crisis was will happen but imagine this situation living in a, a small apartment in the big city that is the place with, with more problems currently. We don't still live in a house with a backyard so uh, our kids can go out and play. And that's not something I will get working in this in the big city and a traditional work. That's something I got only for working remotely. So that's the destiny, but I'm really happy with that. Yeah, I mean, it's huge. And we, we have a, a nice uh, size yard as well for our kids to go out and play in. And with the current pandemic situation, I couldn't imagine having kids being stuck inside all day, let alone having to work at home. It would just be very, yeah. very challenging. Um, so over the years that you've been working remotely, uh, what would you say one experience you've had that stands out about remote work for you? I think that, that in general, one of the things that I most enjoy of working remotely is uh, this kind of opportunities to talk to people around the world and, and learn about any other culture I have. I've been part. I've been part of very different companies and teams, where with people in Australia, China, uh, Czech Republic, uh, Brazil, United States, Canada. So people for around the globe. And one of the best thing I we did was one of the companies uh, pay for a trip for the whole team, and we gathered together in Rio de Janeiro in Brazil, and we w enjoyed the physical knowledge of each other. So basically we get together, we work together, we lunch together, we move uh, to the beach together for a week. And that was amazing. And an opportunity that I'm pretty sure that no other company in my country will do. Yeah, I think if you have a remote first company, that is probably one of the best things that you can do is to have some kind of a company retreat, getaway somewhere in the country that you live in or somewhere in the world, if you're a worldwide company, to just get away and bond together as as uh, people in who work together. We, we do that at Discourse. So I work for Discourse, the company that makes uh, forum software. And last year, um, I've been there since last May, but last year, uh, I had the opportunity to go um, to our annual world meetup that we had in uh, Montreal, Canada. And it was incredible. I mean, I it was awesome to be able to work with people online remotely, having uh, video calls and chats with them. But getting in the room together was just a whole nother level of connection and feeling a part of the company uh, and even further being able to improve my ability to work with those people after the fact, not to mention it was just a lot of fun to get to know new people. 
And like you talked about from all over the world, it's an incredible benefit to be able to do that. And you know what? This company retreat, uh, to me, kind of uh, break a myth about the remote worker be lonely and that remote workers cannot uh, bond with a team. Uh, we already had a good, a very good bond uh, through Slack, chatting or video calls. And with the company retreat, that bond will be, will be, was better. Uh, I I still be friend of some of them. I still talk with them through uh, WhatsApp or whatever. Uh, and that was almost five years ago. And the company I was working was Mosio. Sadly, they are not on the business. I think not not sure, but we are we were out. Um, but as a amazing experience. And that myth about being lonely because you're working in your home can be break if you work in a company that is remote first and care about the remote workers. I think you're exactly right on that. And you still do run into some issues and stuff if you are, you know, everybody's kind of going their own directions. And, you know, if uh, you're not as particularly connecting very well with people in the company at a given point in time, I've wrestled with that myself, or you're not quite sure how to connect. But like you talk about with that um, on, you know, being remote first, being a, a way to get through that loneliness type thing. I mean, I think you're right. Because when you have a company that's more hybrid and you say, okay, you got some people who are in the office here and then we've got these other people who are working remotely, we kind of treat everybody like they're working in an office somewhere. But, you know, I mean, you know how it goes if you've worked in an office or worked remotely when other people are working in the office, you, you miss out on stuff. People aren't as likely to just reach out and socialize. But if everybody's in the same boat, being a remote first company, plus the company has a company culture where they're trying to make sure that people are taken care of, people are connecting, people are handling their mental, emotional, and physical health well, I think that holistic style of approach definitely has the power to be able to do that, to break that loneliness in the company. I think that's a really good point. Yeah, I think that you mentioned the culture of the company because most of the time, uh, some of these issues about healthcare, about personal things are only uh, left for the remote, for the worker alone. Like the company doesn't care. And I think that is a mistake. The company that is remote, remote first should care about how things are being doing with their workers and how they feel, feel and how, how they communicate because the company is the one who need to move things to make this work, not only you. So yeah, remote first companies with culture about, around that are the way to go, I think. And I think that most of the companies are moving to there, but it's still a lot of process. Yeah, I think even with the pandemic happening and kind of pushing people's and, and forcing companies' hands to try out remote work, there still is a big change that has to happen in the culture of the company. People have to start to think differently about what work looks like in order to empower people to work remotely and work well. What would you say has been one of the best benefits of remote work for you? You've talked about a number of different things, but what would you highlight as the probably the best thing about remote work? To me, is flexibility. Flexibility of work in my home and with my own schedule. Uh, now that transform to the opportunity to be with my kids, to be pre present at whatever time of the day and be part of the of my kids' day. I think that is the best thing I get from I got from remote worker now. So flexibility in general because in different uh, stage of my life, flexibility is a good thing. I enjoy that. I had uh, I was able to do different things because I have that flexibility with my work. And now that I'm a father, 
uh, I think that flexibility transform and be able to be with my kid as much as possible. And, and during this particular period, that is amazing. So flexibility, uh, um, by, by the way, being a remote worker not always means flexibility, but be able to have that flexibility is the best thing that I got from remote worker. I, yes, I would totally agree with that statement. Uh, the flexibility is there to empower you, to give you the ability to create the structure that you need in your life in order to do what you need to do, including your job, including your family, including your entire life. I know that's one of the things that I love about it as well, is just the mere fact that I can jump downstairs and spend a little bit of time with my kids in the middle of the day. Nobody's going to be saying, Justin, where are you? We haven't heard from you in the last half an hour. You haven't responded to my messages because they're not thinking about that. They don't care about that. They're concerned about, am I getting my work done? And if I'm getting my work done, great. And they're more focused on saying, okay, you can get your work done and do this, all this other stuff because we give you this flexibility. Now, what would you say is maybe one of the worst things about remote work? It's fun because uh, like uh, Uncle Ben said to Peter Parker, great powers comes with great responsibility. Uh, and that's a quote from a, a podcast that I do with my with a friend. Uh, flexibility is also a big trouble. Have too much flexibility can transform or can be a problem because you can procrastinate too much and you can forget uh, the focus of what you're doing. Uh, you can be in uh, the bed if you want to work. You can go out and do some chores, bank stuff or go to market, whatever you have to do and break your schedule of working and maybe uh, end working at the night and that is not too good for you. So flexibility is also um, can also be a problem if you don't manage that flexibility in a good way. So I think that is a, a sort with two sides. Yes, you're, you're exactly right on that. I know um, myself, like it, it's taken a while at times to get adjusted. And even when I have new seasons in life where something changes, like we just had a baby last fall um, or, you know, in, in November, we uh, it, it just took a long time to figure out what does life look like now? What does work look like now? What is, you know, having this podcast and stuff have in the midst of all of that look like? Uh, and it's a new routine that has to be formulated at that point in time uh, because everything's changed, but you have this flexibility. You're not, someone else isn't dictating. You have to come to the office at eight o'clock in the morning and leave at five o'clock at night anymore. You're the one who's saying that you just have this work on your plate that you need to get done. And uh, sometimes you need to figure out how to just get it done in the best way in the season. Um, are there any specific routines or things that you're doing to kind of curb yourself in that uh, flexibility and trying to leverage that in the best way possible? Uh, flexibility to me is uh, a little troublesome because I'm really, um, I don't have too much structure to myself. As, as I'm problematic with that. I've tried a lot of productivity things and advices. And what works for me is basically be able to adapt to every day and into every stage of my life. So currently, the, my routine is completely different at what, uh, as it was five months ago. So I, I, at some point of my life, I was starting really early in the morning, having like two hours before kids uh, wake up uh, to work in the harder stuff and that kind of thing that is uh, come on, a common topic in the productivity world. But now, 
things are different. We don't have help in the house. So I'm doing other things. But what works for me and for my way of working is using a Kanban method to kind of sort my tasks and use Pomodoro technique to be able to focus at least for 25 minutes. So, and, and that's how I work. And, and and during the day, well, basically I try to work in the mornings uh, because it's kind of my best time. And my wife and my partner take care of the kids there. And then in the afternoon, I try to move the things that I don't, don't need too much focus to be able to change uh, turns and leave her to do her work. So, and then if I had something else, I just do it at night. And this is what's happening right now. But I don't have a strict, strict routine. My routine is basically be able to write down my task for the next day and try to sort that from the hardest to the easier one. And starting harder in the morning using Pomodoro technique to focus on something. I like the way that you think about that, to be honest. Uh, I often struggle with having consistent, solid routines too. And I've come to a very similar conclusion that I just need to be able to be uh, flexible each day, but have a light plan of how I'm going to handle things. Like I need to get these three big things done today. And that's the extent of the routine that I have. I do a little bit of stuff like in the morning where I'll have a couple short little things that I'll do. Um, like I'll read for a couple minutes. I'll do some exercises to help uh, keep my back strong because uh, I've dealt with some uh, wrist and neck and arm pain as a result of that. And then uh, just, you know, keeping a, a survey or doing a survey of my tasks and things that I need to get done for the day. But that's really it. Like I don't have a routine through the day either where I'm saying, okay, from this time to this time I'm working on this and this time to this time I'm doing this. It's really, I mean, especially when you have kids at home that you have to take care of, you've got to be flexible with that. You've got to have that fluidity in your day. And otherwise, you know, if you, your, your kids aren't going to respond always very well to having such a rigid schedule um, unless you're just completely not engaged with them at all during the day. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's a really interesting way to approach things. And I, and having that level of fluidity and not putting so much pressure on ourselves to, you know, clamp down and have such strong routines. I think that's a really good thing. What advice could you give to other remote workers to help them be more effective, uh, especially considering some of the things that you've been talking about today with having kids at home and such? I think that you mentioned the word or the phrase pressure on yourself. You you need to know yourself and understand the the stage of your life that you're, you're uh, running. Uh, also, try to understand your environment and what is happening around you. And don't fall in the pressure on the productivity um, topics about having strict routines, maybe, and, and do a lot of things during the day. Just be flexible with yourself. Allow yourself to fail because with failure, you will learn. That's the whole idea of failure. And just do your best, but don't kill yourself. And, you know, uh, the, the the idea is to don't go to the place where burnout will come, but also don't go to the place where procrastination is all of what you do. So try to be in the middle, try to accomplish as much as possible without killing yourself uh, by having time for yourself. So I think that I um, at some point of, of, my of my life, I was kind of consuming everything in the internet about productivity and routines and blah, blah, blah. So basically, I was trying to wake up in the morning, do exercise, reading, uh, um, 
recording some videos, then working and, and do everything that I saw other people, um, successful people was doing. But that's not me. And, and, and I was killing myself to, to make that work. So as you mentioned, don't be so hard on you and be fluid with your day in your life. Just have a little uh, routine that keeps you on track. But that's all what you need. And I think that's why I came for your podcast. I think that the episode about work-life integration and you talking about having family is the thing that came. It makes me hear your show. Because most of the productive productivity gurus out there or channels, podcast, whatever, talk about a lot of routines, but they don't talk about life, right? So... If you live in a life with family, and if you live in a life that you want to engage with your family and be able to also do your work, be flexible with yourself. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Very well said. Honestly, yeah, it, we compartmentalize things too much to where, okay, we've got work in this bucket. We've got exercise and, and self-management or you know, self-care in this bucket. We've got kids in this bucket, our, our marriage in this bucket relationships in this bucket over here and in reality it's all just life and we have to start thinking about it that way and stop putting so much pressure on ourselves to be successful or to measure up to the standards of other people and instead we just have to evaluate what's important to us individually in all of those areas and pursue them i think you said that extremely well matthias uh last thing here before we close out today uh, I understand that you have a Spanish language podcast uh, that's focused more towards remote work. Can you tell our audience a little bit about what that looks like if they're interested? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm uh, hosting a podcast. Uh, the name is Control Remoto, as remote control, but in Spanish, uh, with a friend. Uh, he's, he, my friend is a designer from Modus Create, and his name is Camilo. Uh, we both have eight years or most experience working remotely and we decide to talk about our experience and to try to share with the community with spanish speaking community about what we learned during these years and we are talking about most of the same topics as this podcast and in terms of um, not only tips and tricks about how to work remotely more than uh, how to land a job how to how to do an interview remotely how to live remotely and share with others during your day. Um, basically, what we do every day. That's our podcast. And you can find it in every platform if you talk Spanish. Wonderful. Thanks for joining us today, Matias. That closes out today's episode of Remotely Working. Check out remotelyworking.net to subscribe. Give us feedback by emailing us at hello at effectiveremotework.com. For more free resources designed for remote workers, head over to effectiveremotework.com. My name is Justin DeRose, and this has been Remotely Working.